Hi, I'm Frank Daly, and welcome to That Sounds Interesting. I've asked my son, Kieran, to interview me. So welcome, Kieran, and I'm delighted to have you here as a guest interviewer. Hi, Frank. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, as, as Frank said, I'm going to be asking the question, which is a change of role for him. Uh, usually he's the one asking the questions. Uh, so now you're, you're going to be answering today. So, uh, yeah, let's kick it off and get started. So, so firstly, uh, so how did you get into painting, Frank? Well, I was always interested in painting. Um, from an early age, I was always doing some painting or drawing, um, and my dad was an architect, so he showed me how to draw in perspective, so that was very useful. Uh, um, he had a talent for drawing as well, but he never really uh, did much drawing, though I had seen some nice drawings that he had done from uh, a much earlier time in his life. I um, used charcoal in order to uh, copy great masters, so I would do my drawing of a great master. But it, it fueled my interest as I was uh, growing up. And as a teenager, I did art for my leaving cert. Uh, I was very interested in it as a subject. Okay, so so you didn't go to art college then? I created a portfolio and I was accepted uh, for to art college, uh, National College of Art and Design. But I didn't actually go there because I just felt I didn't have a good enough talent to have a full-time career. And so I actually went and got a job. And within a couple of years, I got into computer programming, which I really loved. And it was a, a great subject which sustained me my whole life. And I had art as a hobby. Okay, so, so what mediums um, do, do you use when you're, when you're creating art? When I was growing up, I was using charcoal and pencil and um, uh, some poster paints. But by the time I was in my early 20s, I had moved to using acrylic paint nearly all the time. And uh, a lot of my paintings were done in that until more recently when I started to use watercolour. But we'll discuss that a little bit later on. So what, what subjects uh, would, gen would you generally depict um, in your art? I did a mural when I was 19 with a friend of mine, uh, Jerry O'Sullivan. He and I actually did two very large murals on a local parish uh, hall. Um, one of them was 20, uh, six meters by six meters, which was quite a large amount of painting to do. And it was a kind of a fantasy painting, um, but it was my first real entrance into doing some a bit large work. And it got me fired up as well to, to do further artwork. So uh, by the time I was in my 20s, though, I had moved out of home and I was sharing a house with some friends. And I was starting then to work on smaller paintings that were probably about um, three foot by two foot or smaller than that sometimes as well. And um, I was using acrylic paint and I was using a kind of a hard edge abstract painting semi-abstract really of buildings and um, with vivid colors and with airbrush and um, I quite enjoyed doing that I did quite a lot of paintings uh, during that time yeah I certainly remember a lot of a lot of paintings of that style from from childhood um, I'd say that mural must have been great fun to, to create with your friend at the time so talk to me a little bit more about your art, art influences Salvador Dali and George Shuriko and Rene Magritte they were artists who I felt 
said something to me and I was able to do some of their, uh, uh, look at some of their works and try and copy them. And um, I did a number of different uh, works based on, on their paintings. Now, I was also very interested in M.C. Escher. And he did Impossible Buildings and I was quite taken by those that type of work as well. And I incorporated some elements of that in my artwork. Over the years, did your painting style progress and change or you know did you feel like you were doing similar pieces of art for for long periods of time i did branch out slightly because i was also interested in uh, george o'keefe and uh, he was an american artist who did a lot of paintings of um detailed paintings of flowers and also of uh, the desert scenes in New Mexico. And so um, I did one of her paintings, actually, which I was very proud of at the time. It was based on her painting called Lilies, and I called my version of it Georgia on my mind from the song. Okay, yeah, that's quite a different style, yeah. I guess it, it was much more fluid in some ways than, than the hard edge, uh, straight straight lines that were in my earlier Yeah, that's work. what I was going to say, and yeah. Um, you know, there were periods when I went, when I was actually um, taking a lot of photographs because I was very interested in photography. And so I, I might have gone through months and sometimes years where I didn't do any painting and then I'd always come back to it. But when I came back to it, I always felt that uh, I was ready to try something new and approach it art from a different way. And at the times when I came back to actually start in a more fluid style, I was... Uh, apart from actually the representational work that was uh, that um, copy of the George O'Keefe painting, I also did a lot of um, totally abstract but very fluid in terms of colors and in terms of the flow. Uh, uh, and um, that was in the direction I felt I was going in. You mentioned earlier about selling paintings. So talk to me a little bit more about exhibitions and sales and, and that side of things. Okay, well... You know, as I said at the very outset, I've always been an amateur artist, right? So, and selling was never really a priority. A pri you know, my most priority was the creativity and the joy I got from actually making the paintings. And, you know, I was earning a very good living from software development, so I wasn't dependent on art in any way. It was just purely an interest of mine. But I did I did do sales from time to time. I, my first sale, I would say, was when I was sharing a house with some friends, and one of those friends actually owned the house, so we used to pay him rent. And for a month or two, actually, uh, he accepted a couple of paintings of mine for rent, and um, so I guess that was a kind of a sale in some ways. Now, I did also have some paintings in exhibitions in the three or four exhibitions in the late 80s and early 90s. And I sold a few paintings at that stage, but not at high volume. When I actually started to sell paintings on Merrion Square, that was a time in my life when I felt I sold the most amount of paintings. I was there every week. And on average, I sold one painting a week over about a year or so. Now, I didn't I didn't do it for much longer than a year, but I did enjoy it. And I had to keep painting new paintings every week because I had stock to sell. But I wasn't making much money from it. So, you know, it wasn't really like a business. I was just enjoying doing the painting and enjoying, I guess, the validation that somebody else even if they were paying small amounts of money was interested in buying my art actually and another aspect of the painting was i felt it was very therapeutic uh, so 
If anything, I was if I was thinking about something or concerned about something, painting was always a a way by which I could sort of lose myself and get absorbed completely in in the work I was doing and feel calm. Sometimes hours would go by. I guess I felt aspects of that also in programming, and you'll know that, Karen. Also from programming, a long time, amount of time can go by without you realizing it. Yeah, so actually, um, I, I want to go back to a point there that was very interesting that you were um, able to to pay your rent <laughs> with a painting. Um, I've certainly never heard of that before, um, but certainly there's a level of validation there if, if a landlord is willing to consider that <laughs> they prefer the painting to a month's rent. <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess that there was, a, that's it. but then again, they were a group of friends. So really, you know, he was a friend as well as my landlord. So maybe the relationship wasn't as a, an anonymous landlord in some way. I think that might have been more difficult. Having said that, he still has the paintings up in his house. So, you know, I guess he must have liked them. <laughs> so anyway, look, um, going back to your the, the evolution of your style over time, uh, talk to me more about how it changed. So initially you started off with some quite harsh lines, moved towards more, I guess, George O'Keefe, more more smoother, fluid movements. Uh, talk to me more about the evolution over time. Okay, so after I hadn't painted for a yet another while, I got into uh, a, a doing some work that which was akin to abstract Impressionism. Now, abstract impressionism was a kind of a movement that was around the 1940s, which um, uh, which harked back to some of the impressionist style of using very short brush strokes and uh, and highly colored items in order to create texture and create shadow. And I used that style, though uh, the people who were doing it in in the 1940s and 1950s were people like uh, Will Willem de Koning and um, uh, Jackson Pollock, but I wasn't trying to do any color field type paintings like the day that Jackson Pollock was doing. But I was using, uh, abstracting from nature, so using grass and using uh, fields and using scenes, And but I'm actually, but doing them in a, an abstract way and, um, and using very short strokes in order to do it. So that was a new development from the totally fluid work which I had been doing earlier on. Okay, and um, I know you've also done a good bit of digital painting as well, so that's obviously a completely different direction. Tell me a bit, a bit about that. Okay, so um, the last few years I've been using an iPad and uh, Apple Pencil and uh, the Procreate app mainly, which is a super app for doing digital painting. And uh, most of the work I've done there has been representational. So I've been doing um, uh, people mostly and some scenes and uh, with some politically political commentary. I did a couple of paintings around the 2016 when uh, Trump was elected, before he was elected and when he was elected, and I created a few pieces of work in, the, in that area. But also, I found it a great tool to be able to go to the gallery wherever I was to go to a gallery and actually do a, a drawing or a painting from a from a, a you know a, a well-known artist and and you know examples of that is you know in the National Gallery here I've done uh, drawings of Monet's water I've done uh, lots of paintings of um, uh, Van Gogh and um, 
uh, Hans Holbein and a whole range of other artists in different galleries in different countries that I happen to be in. Okay, so yeah, you, you mentioned being in different countries there. I know over the last number of years, you've done a lot of travel in Lisbon, Berlin. Um, so, so tell me a bit about your, your, your painting and your, your art while, while you've traveled over the last years. When I was traveling, to, uh, over the last 2016 to 2019, I traveled every year for four to six months to Berlin and I wrote a number of books. But I also had time for painting as well. I did some drawing, some pastels, and I did some work on my iPad. And um, I, um, I went to some of the galleries. I sketched Picasso. I, I sketched Hans Holbein, as I mentioned earlier on. And I sketched quite a number of other artists uh, in some of the great galleries that are in Berlin. And um, apart from that, though, I also was doing some work on paper with pastel and with pencil and colored pencil, a combination of the three of those. And that was a development of a new style that I hadn't used before, where I was using very long, thin lines, different than the short strokes that I'd been using in the previous style that I had been painting in. Okay, so yeah, so in your more recent... um pieces of art you've done a lot of kind of the urban sketching of the area that you live in and black rock uh, so, so tell me a little bit more about that but a year or two ago i got quite interested in urban sketching and um but there wasn't much opportunity because of the restrictions and lockdown with COVID 19 so last september just before october i ha- i remember that inktober which is a kind of an annual 31 day challenge for people to do to do ink and and watercolor paintings was coming up and I thought, well, it's a good time to get started. But I didn't really like the uh, range of prompts that they gave on a daily basis. So I didn't actually use those. I decided I was actually going to use paintings of black rock scene. And so I did 31 paintings of black rock using an urban sketching style, but not strictly urban sketching because doing a pencil drawing and a photograph at the place, but I wasn't completing the work. I was completing the work back at my apartment. But I really enjoyed it. It was quite a different style and it was watercolour, so ink and watercolour. So it was a new departure for me and a very enjoyable one, I might add. Okay, so before we finish up, um, is there a website where your work is available online? Um, And what new work have you been doing recently? Recent work I've been doing is I did a 21, I started a 21 day portrait challenge, but after about five or six portraits, I decided that I didn't have time to finish it because I was getting involved in this new video audio project, the podcast, one of which we're currently doing now at the moment. And so that's kept me fully occupied for the last five or six weeks. So I, uh, the only painting I've done in, in, in that period of time was a, a self-portrait, which I did digitally, which I needed for the marketing of the podcast. Okay, so yeah, so some other creative pursuits outside of painting. So thanks very much, Frank. Uh, you've really given us a, a great overview of um, your, your interest in art over, over your life. So thanks a million. My pleasure, Karen. Delighted to discuss it with you. And thanks a lot. Okay, that's it for this episode. I'll be back soon with a new podcast episode, so please subscribe to make sure you don't miss it. See you soon.